0: It's going to be a while before the Guantanamo trial of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and four other men accused of plotting the September 11th attacks actually begins. That much is clear after this weekend's marathon arraignment. It lasted 13 hours as the defendants appeared to deliberately disrupt the proceedings. Defense lawyers have publicly challenged the fairness of the military court in Guantanamo, and prosecutors say they expect hundreds of motions to be filed by the defense team before a trial starts. Arun Roth of our partner program, Frontline, witnessed the arraignment this weekend in Guantanamo. He's now in Hanover, Maryland. Arun, you were one member in the pool of nine journalists to be inside the courtroom on Saturday afternoon. Describe the scene in the courtroom.
1: Well, it's interesting because the gallery, which is where uh, the journalists are seated, along with nine uh, eleven family members and NGO representatives who are, uh, who are selected to uh, be allowed in, we're in the courtroom, but we're actually separated from the rest of things by double-paned uh, reinforced glass. That's both for uh, security reasons and also we hear what's going on through the court loudspeaker actually on a 40-second delay. That's so that they can kill the audio if something classified comes up with time enough to, uh, to react so that nobody hears anything wrong. The weird thing about that is then what we're seeing in front of us, we don't hear what happens until about 40 seconds later. So some of the disruptions that happened in court uh, uh, later, later on, we were, we were seeing initially, for instance, you know, one of the defendants took his shirt off to show supposedly his torture scars. Uh, it took us 40 seconds to hear the, uh, you know, what was actually going on as, as far as that goes.
0: How did Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and the others actually look in the courtroom?
1: I would say they looked healthy for one thing. We've heard about Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and how uh, apparently a few years back he was looking a little bit thinner and maybe frail. He's chunky now. He, he looks sort of like, you know, the body size that he was in that in that classic photo when he was first uh, nabbed. And he also, a bunch of us were commenting on the fact that he seemed to have Mendi in his beard, you know, that sort of red henna, which uh, we were speculating, uh, we weren't able to find out how he was able to get that in, uh, in Gitmo of all places. We never heard anything from uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, but there were uh, a couple of interesting uh, outbursts. At one point, one of his co-defendants, Ramzi bin al-Shib, he interrupted his his lawyer shouting out, saying something about Muammar Gaddafi. And then uh, he said, maybe you're not going to see me anymore. He said, they're going to kill us in the camp and say we've committed suicide. He's shouting this out in the middle of the proceedings before uh, they calmed him down. and The judge told him he wasn't ejected, but he was the judge to tell him that, you know, you, couldn't, you can't do that in this sort of
0: context. Now, apparently there was some controversy uh, in the courtroom about one of the defendants supposedly gesturing to a nine eleven uh, victim family member. Uh, clarify what happened there.
1: Yeah, that was at the very end of of the day. And keep in mind, this was a brutally long day. It was it was thirteen hours of court proceedings by the time it was done because one of the defendants exercised his right to hear the charges read in full. So thirteen hours. Uh, everybody's is ex- exhausted. And um, as, as they're, they're filing out, the 9-11 family members were hanging around. And uh, apparently, I did not see this, but what happened was Ramzi bin al-Shib, one of the co-defendants, looked over in their direction, smiled and gave a thumbs up gesture which was obviously very deeply upsetting for the family members. The defense lawyer, we asked about this later on, and he claimed that what was actually happening was that Ramzi was actually looking at his court-appointed translator and gesturing at him. But we talked to one of the family members afterwards, this guy Eddie Bracken, and uh, he, he, he wasn't buying it.
0: Arun, from what you saw on Saturday, did you get any sense of, of how the defense team plans on running its legal strategy at this point?
1: They're going to call into question the legitimacy of, of the proceedings themselves, which seems like it probably won't go far. But the judge actually indicated that if they could raise, you know, significant enough legal or constitutional issues, he would entertain hearing them. Uh, they're going to try to get more access to their clients and loosen these restrictions they have on communicating with them. And obviously torture is going to be a big factor in this. It was it was from the beginning before things even started. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed refused to put his headphones in because his lawyer said of the torture he was uh, subjected to.
0: And so the defense feels that by bringing torture into the courtroom, they might be able to kind of cast some uh, illegitimacy on some of the charges.
1: Yeah, and they'll call in a question of the admissibility of the evidence as well. The government did have what were called clean teams, which went down and recorded interviews with the defendants that were not using any uh, of the harsh interrogation techniques. But what the defense is saying is that, look, these guys were tortured first. Everything now that happens is tainted.
0: Finally, Arun, you were advised by the Pentagon uh, just before going to Guantanamo to bring additional camping gear for your two nights there. What was that about?
1: I called a colonel there. This is my first trip to uh, to Gitmo, and I I was wondering about how I I should prepare. And and one thing I was told I needed to bring a sleeping bag, it's because the the tents there in the tent city where we stayed in the communal uh, uh, living, they keep the tents at about 60 degrees, even though it's – 85 or so outside and, and tropical, it's freezing inside the tents. Apparently, uh, the problem is mold and insects will invade if, if
0: not. So it's, uh,
1: you're sort of camping indoors.
0: Arun Roth of our partner program, Frontline, will have links to more of your observations from the courtroom in Guantanamo at theworld.org. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Marco. It was a pleasure.